Oh, hello, roaches and roachettes out there. Welcome to another episode of The Josh Potter Show here in the brand new Roach Motel, the first solo episode in the brand new spot. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Want to let you know I am going to be in Chicago this week. It's happening Thursday through Saturday, the 11th through the 13th at Zany's in Chicago. Five shows. I do hope you can join me. It'll be my first time actually performing in Chicago ever, which is crazy. I can't believe that. All the years the Roach has been out there on the road scrounging about. I've been at different parts of Illinois. Rockford, Rockford uh, the other ones, Peoria. <laughs> Various different Illinois spots but never Chicago proper. So I'm excited to be there uh, right inside your city. Please to be buying tickets. You can find them up on my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter or on Twitter at J underscore Potter. Beyond that, on the 25th of August, going to be in Philadelphia and smack dab in between. I want to let you know about this. The Roach goes back to where he was spawned, your mom's house live. Your mom's house live eight happening on August 17th. And uh, the Roach going to be a part of the pre-show. So if you buy the normal package, you won't see me. But if you buy the VIP package, not only do you get a heavy hat, piece of merch from the whole thing, uh, but you also get a very special behind-the-scenes pre-show hosted by yours truly. So I'm excited for that. We will see you on that if you purchase that. But this week, I hope I see you out in Chicago. So many Roaches hitting me up asking me, where are we going after the shows? I don't know. Never been. Uh, but... Rest assured, I will be going out, and I, I'm not planning on doing much sightseeing. I plan on doing a lot of drinking, so I'm going to spend my days hungover. Spent a few days this week hungover, I'll tell you. Oh boy, had a real hell of a time at the comedy store last week. Got to give a shout out to a roach out there, Nick Simmons, whose dad, if you don't know, his dad's name is Gene. Perhaps you've heard of him. He has the big tongue. Remember the uh, band Kiss? Oh, yes. Came to the show. Kirsten, you were there, too. That was a hell of a night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was wild to be back there. Yeah, it was a crazy night. And then <laughs> the weirdest part, too, was uh, there was a uh, a boxer there named Ryan Garcia. Turns out he's a big deal. I don't know much about boxing as much as I do know about sports. I don't follow boxing as well. This guy uh, was was, I mean... Let's just say I don't want my face to be at the uh, end of his fist. Let's just put it that way. I mean, he looked like a real... So I, t I, I don't usually take pictures with people. In fact, I don't think I got a proper picture with Gene Simmons. At the end of the night, Annie forced me to take a picture with him at the uh, like as he was leaving. And I uh, got a picture with Gene Simmons, who was a great guy. I had a fun conversation with him, actually. But Ryan Garcia, I asked him I, while I was drunk, can I take a picture? He said, sure. And I posted it, and I posted up uh, Randy Garcia. That's what I call him. And everyone's like, who is Randy? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I had to edit. I go, yeah, I was drunk and I posted the wrong name. Uh, but what a hell of a time out there at the Comedy Store. And I can't wait for more of those types of nights. Let's make those nights happen out in Chicago while I'm there. Also want to let you know, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. Please to be following there and subscribe if you'd like. And also the Patreon, patreon.com slash the Josh Potter show. I can't wait to finish this stupid move so that I can be in the new, uh, I guess the new Roach residence. 
uh, permanently and I can start doing live streams by football season, it's going to be a good time, man. We're going to have a stream. I have a whole room dedicated to streaming. Just got to put some freaking furniture in it. And I got to tell you, moving as a guy who lives in a city alone with no car has been just uh it's just trying to figure out the odds and ends so that's why it's been taking me so long plus i own no furniture i lived in an apartment for i've lived in la now for not quite five years september 5th will be my fifth year anniversary of living in la and i moved into this apartment that i'm currently in uh you know when i got here so the person i moved into a random person's home as you know uh and uh they had all the stuff so i never had to accumulate any furniture so now that I am, I'm realizing how arduous and how long it takes and they're going to send it this day and then they come and they send it and you're not there and they're like, well, we had to take it back. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to just throw myself onto the 101 at this rate. It's been so obnoxious. But, you know, onward and upward. I'm excited for the football season, excited for the streams. Please get subscribed to all of those things. Links can all be found again on my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter or on my Twitter at J underscore Potter. So I appreciate uh, your patience with all of that. Now, we have to start off. We're going to start off with sports and we have to start off kind of in a uh, somber sort of note here. The reason we start off with a somber note is because, unfortunately, we have uh, the passing of Vin Scully. He was 94 years old, legendary broadcaster, legendary play-by-play man of the Dodgers for 67 years, which is absolutely insane. That's longer than some people live let alone hold down a job behind the mic. And it kind of, um, so you know, this year has been weird for me because some of my broadcasting idols, legends in the game, are starting to pass away or they're starting to retire. Rick Jenneret, of course, of the Buffalo Sabres, retired after 51 years of service broadcasting for the Buffalo Sabres. And that made me upset. You know, this will be the first season without him. Vin Scully, of course, retired back in 2016. Uh, but his passing, you know, Obviously, we have to acknowledge it. And when you're on the mic doing baseball for that long, as we've pointed out in so many other facets along the way in the broadcasting world, when you're on the mic that long, you spin a lot of yarn. And uh, there's everyone calls Vin Scully, of course, uh, the voice of heaven, uh, one of the greatest storytellers of all time. But we wanted to pay tribute in the, the way the, that uh, no one else has, in a way that only here in the Roach Motel we can pay tribute. And that's some of the times when Vin was trying to fill the old, uh, the old gaps of the game. And they would even give, back in the day, I learned this, I didn't obviously watch all of the games back in the 70s. I wasn't alive yet. But back in the day, Vin used to uh, have a whole, they wouldn't even go to commercials. Uh, they would give him a minute to 90 seconds in between innings to tell you a little tale as opposed to now where they cut to commercial the second the inning ends and they wait until the second the inning begins to come back out of commercial. And uh, they used to give Vin a whole minute in between to tell you a little story and things like that. Hell, I mean, this is a man who, when he started broadcasting, they didn't allow the uh, inner city blacks to play baseball. They weren't. He watched Jackie Robinson play baseball. I mean, he was there. He knows Jackie Robinson. So he's seen everything from X to Y to Z. It's 
unbelievable. And so Kirsten pulled a couple of fun clips here for us. Why don't we start with the first one here? I, I like this one in particular. I've had a, many a roach send me this over the year, and I thought this was a good way to uh, start it off because of that. Uh, this is Vin Scully ranting about something that's still relevant today, perhaps. And maybe he'd even, if he was on the mic still, this could have been one of the signs where they're like, all right, Vin needs to maybe hang it up a little bit. It's uh, his rant on socialism. Originally drafted by the Tigers lives in venezuela boy can you imagine you're a young kid playing in the united states you're from venezuela and every time you look at the news it's a nightmare socialism failing to work as it always does this time in venezuela you talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat and who do you think is the richest person in venezuela the daughter of hugo chavez hello anyway Owen too. <laughs> <laughs> God anyway, bless him. Owen anyway, too. Owen too. The cow. He does have one of those voices where it kind of bridged the gap because before him, it was the people that you know they were like, and coming to the plate, you know, it's that kind of guy. It sounded like a newspaper boy, you know. And here is old hat pat uh, satchel page coming to the you know like it was that like light voice and then now we got guys that are that are like uh, here we are wad soto you know and and so he's like the bridge between them like uh, in terms of just tone and and just uh, audibly in my opinion he was like the one that kind of like uh, bridged the gap between those two now here's a, a clip that says a man stuck in bunk in uh, in pot bunker let's hear what this one is all about. Pull up a chair and take a look at the agony of a gentleman who was caught in the pothole at 14. And you're too old to laugh or cry, so he took the laugh. But that was short-lived, as the poet says. Now it's exasperation, desperation. If I can't get at that way, what other possibilities do I have? Pause it for a second. This fucking so Vin Scully, by the way, didn't just do Dodgers games. He's done a million things. He's done golf. He's done Super Bowls. He he called the uh, notorious catch the 49ers against the Cowboys that sparked uh, the turnover of that rivalry. So here he is, a man. I said pot. I meant to say pothole bunker. And why? I mean, I don't know what year this is, but the fact that this is on a golf course is so mean. <laughs> like, who the hell designed that? Because it's next to the green. It's not far off from the green. It's not like this guy hit a ball into the like someone's yard or off the highway or something like that. And so like now this guy has to deal with getting out of hell. They have a fucking ladder in there to deal with. And uh, so Vin Scully has to <laughs> narrate this guy who is going to spend easily six shots. I don't know how many yet, but let's see how many he goes. And so Vin Scully is narrating the struggles of this man. Rick now looks at the ladder and says, maybe I could use the ladder. Well, he could <laughs> use it to climb out. Look out, Caddy, I'm coming your way. And the ladder prevented him from getting out. <laughs> All right. Once more into the breach. Huzzah, I cried. And now look out water. <laughs> And so, on a par 3, 14th, Rick Mazingale took just two putts from that distance. A casualty of what looks like a meteorite that landed just to the left of the green at 14. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that hole doing there? Have you ever seen such a thing? If that was on a pro golf course today, I would imagine 
everyone would everyone's up in arms about live golf let's see if live golf throws some meteor holes in the fucking fairways that would be something uh now uh like i said when you're in the middle of a a baseball game we've talked about it plenty of times oftentimes there's gap in conversation and i bet poor vin has had a many of those in this case he reads off of a uh, a grocery list evidently let's see what that's all about sure andy i'd be happy to well let's see we've got a dozen eggs a quart of milk a loaf of bread a can of frozen orange juice six small white onions a green pepper garlic powder a package of american cheese pickles kosher that is bananas cornflakes maple syrup toothpaste paper towels toilet paper six bars of soap hot dogs quarter pound of chopped meat steak lamb chops package of spaghetti three apples this, bologna, you know what this is this cottage is... cheese a pound of butter two ears of corn beer ketchup peanut butter soy sauce and a half a pound of coffee this is uh, a former version of cameo is what happened here <laughs> it was somebody was like Vin Scully has the best voice. He's the, you know, voice of my generation. I'd love to hear him read my grocery list. And so that's what he was like. Sure, I'd love to. Anything to kill some time in the game. And so he read the guys. I wonder if he was taking money on the side just to, like, do answering machines back then and things like that. That's what I would have done if I was it, Vin this Scully. Is, this is literally the, like, read from a phone book yeah. joke, right? Exactly. His voice is so mellifluous yes you could have him do anything yeah and i would have him i would love i mean now we were talking weeks ago kirsten about um alexa holding dead people's voices in it i want vin scully's voice in my alexa so it can be like alexa and you tell her what to do read me my grocery list and this is what it would sound like here and we have another one uh now where vin scully talks he pontificates about the moon that's how it, he talks so beautifully. I mean, we heard him talk about that man struggling in the hole at the golf uh, game there. This is him now discussing the moon. And I wonder if Vince Scully toked a little weed ever. It would be, you know, I, I could see that happening, you know, having a little bit of the jazz lettuce. And look at Mr. Moon. He's almost embarrassed to look that good. Or maybe he's just shy. Hmm. Well, <laughs> what? Hmm. <laughs> That's one where you're sitting next to him, you're like, all right. Uh, and you could tell he's a little bit older in that clip, so he's just, it's like, you know, he's drifting off. Look at Mishta Moon. It's like they're doing, they, there are some beautiful shots. I mean, hell, there was recently, what, a blood, a blood moon was in there recently? There's going to be a super moon coming up on Thursday. I feel like the super moons are getting a little out of control. <laughs> Too many? There's, yeah, it's like, hey, how many are super? Let's, there's the super blood moon, there's uh -huh. the blood moon, the wolf moon. I don't know what we're talking about it's a, here. It's a super sturgeon moon, I believe. This yeah, Thursday. I'm over the moon. Okay. You, and I don't mean that in terms of like uh, elated. <laughs> I mean, I am sick of it. I'm sick of the moon. The moon and I are on the outs but rest <laughs> in peace Vince Scully I'm gonna miss you hell I'm gonna listen to I'm, I've been all up in YouTube listening to everything that he's ever done I can I've been watching old Dodger baseball games like I said the man watched Jackie Robinson play live and became friends with him so if he's telling a story about Jackie Robinson he's not recanting something that he heard he is giving you the first-hand account of Jackie Robinson now before we move on from sports I wanted to bring up this because there's another uh Let's go to a current play-by-play -play man. Uh, this was during, what game was it during? It was, well, I know Pete Rose was on the broadcast, so uh, it had to do, it was the White Sox versus the Red Sox. Now, why Pete Rose? 
was on there. I don't. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. That was a different article. So Pete Rose was on a broadcast. They let Pete Rose come in. They don't let him in the Hall of Fame, and he's kind of banned from baseball, even though they've let him in. But now they've brought Pete Rose back uh, to join the broadcasters in the booth. And so uh, let's see how this goes. I wonder how Vin Scully would deal with that if he were in the booth when Pete Rose joined them. Because here, listen to what Pete Rose had to say. Congratulations. What did you hit? And Tony says, Joe, I hit a cockeye fastball. <laughs> and, and Joe didn't know what to say. Joe said, no shit. <laughs> That's looped out to right field. <laughs> Change the subject real quick on that loop out to right field. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. The action. Pretty sure we don't have a seven-second delay, so. <laughs> Ooh. That, see, that's why I didn't know what it was from, because it's a, a Nationals-Phillies game, and I don't know why they brought in Pete Rose during that. I know John Cruck is the color man for the Phillies, and he's hilarious. So maybe he's friends with Pete Rose, brought him in. But Pete Rose uh, talking about a high-cock fastball. That means a fastball that's near your dick, at the <laughs> level of your penis. And uh, that one could have maybe skated by. But then saying shit on a live broadcast is where it gets in trouble. And then the broadcaster tried to just gloss right beyond. That's what he's supposed to do. That's his job. There's a looper in the right field. And then Pete Rose brings that to everyone. Said, oh, you moved on from me saying shit real quick, huh? I'm like, yeah, well. And John Crook mentioning there's no seven second delay. I'm sure he's come across that issue as well. So there we go. Just a, a glimpse of history into uh, what is now happening in modern times, which I love. Can we listen to that one more time? Yeah, I just want course. to hear the transition. Yes, please. Where they, the announcer for the Phillies realizes what's happening. Oh, yes. They don't laugh, by what the way. What did you, you hit? That? And Tony says, Joe, I hit a cockeye fastball. Mm. And, and Joe didn't know what to say. Joe said, no shit. Looped <laughs> out to right field. You changed. Not even, I mean, they're not laughing because they know if they laugh, that brings more attention to it. Also, I think it's not even that great. Of, I mean, Pete Rose probably has a ton of stories that are hilarious and debaucherous and things like that. I don't even understand that story. Like what was so funny about it? He had a high cock high fastball and he said, no shit. <laughs> and then he cracks up like he just said the best joke of all time. It's pretty wild. Well, I think he says, and, and you hit it, meaning like he hit it to defend his cock. Yeah. From the cock high pitch. And he said, no shit. Cause of he that, said, cause he, he, no I shit. Say, of course okay. I'm going to, of course I'm going to hit that thing. That makes more sense. As opposed to take the walk. See, uh, my brain hearing that gets into the uncomfortable mode where I'm the play-by-play -play guy, where I'm like, I have to move on. That's like how I'm programmed. Yeah. So I hear that and I just think of the next thing to say, thank God whoever was at the ba at the plate hit the ball. Because I'd be like, oh, <laughs> and there's a looper to right field. I'm just describing the action, partner. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, yeah, tough day in sports and, uh, you know, RIP Vin Scully. And thank God we have baseball and other, you know, football's coming. So we're going to have plenty more on Mike Gaffs. And if there's any Vin Scully moments out there that you'd like to submit, Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. 
Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by Displate. And Displate is the cool new metal poster you're going to want in every one of your rooms. I just got a new apartment and I need to start decorating it. And Displate is going to be my go-to place because, I mean, they have millions of designs. They got anything you could want. I mean, anything from gaming, movies, comics, anime, things you've seen on Netflix, Star Wars, everything my friend all it takes is 20 seconds to hang them up to no power tools you know me i'm not i don't have any power tools i don't even know how to hang a a frame so i mean this is like unbelievable for me and uh, once you mount one you can even switch it out with a different one you're like i want a different design and look at one right here i got one right here they made one for the roach himself and the roach motel look at this guy a little a freaking hear that metal ass roach design right here this how cool is this can't wait to get this bad boy hung up in the new roach motel and right now my friends you can get your own display uh right now for uh just by clicking the link in the show description and you can see some of my favorite displays and save up to 29 percent off yeah I, I was concerned about that too i was like isn't it 20 percent? no it's 29 percent off uh get 25 percent off when you buy one or two and then you get 29 percent off when you buy three or more so that's pretty unbelievable right there discounts will automatically be applied to your cart when you click the link or use code josh potter when you visit displate.com that's displate.com use code josh potter or click the link in the show details Today's Josh Potter Show is brought to us by DoorDash. Boy, oh boy, have I been talking about DoorDash for quite some time. I love them. They've helped me out a great deal when I was laid up for my surgery and I couldn't go anywhere. I mean, if you want your essential items delivered right to your front door, they'll help you with that. Hell, they'll help you with the non-essential items and bring them to your front door. I'm talking groceries. I'm talking pharmaceutical items. I buy razors on there because I don't want to deal with that stupid cabinet at the Rite Aid. You know, they bring them right to you. You can get your favorite restaurant, whether it be local or a chain restaurant, whatever you can imagine. Go check out the DoorDash app and scope it out for yourself, my friend. And right now, they're in the summer of Dash Pass. We're in the summer of Dash Pass, baby. It's in full swing. In the summer of Dash Pass, what it's doing here, you see, is uh, it's, uh, you know, giving you all kinds of members-only offers and new items released every week. You can shine bright and feel cool all season long, and they're helping you save money as well. And uh, enjoy new members-only offers every single week, like I said, on top of the $0 delivery fees all year round. That thing just keeps going. So right now you can shine bright during DoorDash's Summer of Dash Pass and get 50% off all Uh, your first order up to $15 in value just by using the promo code Josh at checkout where you spend $12 or more. That's 50% off your first order up to $15 in value when you sign up for DoorDash during summer of Dash Pass using promo code Josh. Don't forget that's code Josh for 50% off your first order up to $15 in value. Dash Pass Dash Pass benefits only on eligible orders that meet the minimum subtotals. Terms apply. And speaking of uh, baseball and, uh, you know, perhaps after that they had to make an apology. I have to make an apology, so I thought I would do it here for you. That's right, folks. I have to uh, apologize as uh, Kyle Schwarber comes to the plate. We'll use the Phillies because they were just on the TV. Kyle Schwarber coming to the plate, and I have to make a bit of an apology here. Uh, You see, a couple of weeks ago on the program talked about a YouTuber 
who taught his dog how to do a Sig Heil, if you recall. Oh, one the count there as Schwarber cuts at one. Now this dog, uh, you know, learned how to Nazi salute and the man was charged with a hate crime for teaching his dog how to do such a thing. I gotta tell you folks, I don't watch much YouTube. Not a lick of it. Sure, I'm on it. I'm on YouTube. But do I watch it? No. As Schwarber fouls one off there, O2. So here, I gotta tell you, Count Dankula never came across my radar. Don't know who he is. Don't know what he does. Many of you out there seem to. That's great. Good for the man. I can't take anything away from him. Evidently, he was making a comedy video, which, uh, all right. But I apologize for not knowing that. I have to say it's uh, my fault for not understanding who Count Dankula is, not knowing who he is, not fr frankly not caring who he is. Oh, and there's Schwarber with a looper to right field. And we can move on now from the Nazi pug. But yeah, I didn't know who that was. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I'm not uh, well-versed on my YouTubers. Didn't know who Count Dankula is. He's not a... Everyone's like, you should know this story as a comedian. And I was like, I, this, it's not like this guy's out on the road. It's not like I'm running into this guy at fucking flappers and shit. You know what I'm saying? So how am I supposed to know? I barely know enough of the comics that are in the business. All right, I'm still trying to learn all of them. Let alone, uh, you know, ones who are famous from YouTube. And sure, oh, he's, everyone's like, he's got more subscribers than you have. I go, all right, good for him. I'm happy for him then, you know. I'm glad he didn't get in trouble. I'm glad it was, I'm glad he's not a racist, you know. So I don't know why people are so up in arms about it, but wanted to acknowledge that and at least apologize. But speaking of racists, I thought we'd start the news off with a Kirsten expose about uh, racist mascots after we had Rosita. We showed the, the of the, uh, what was it, Sesame Place out in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Rosita character, waved off some black children to go hug some white children, and everyone's up in arms about it, so Kirsten has discovered some racist mascots. Do tell, Kirsten, so you discovered what, racist mascots or mascots who are trying to not be racist? Well, what it, was it started off as right after we had left filming with Chase, I had got back on Twitter and I saw that Chucky e. Cheese quickly got himself on the list of ignoring Oh, Black Mr. Children. Charles Esquire Cheese? Exactly. Is that his middle name? I don't no, know. No, I believe his middle name is Entertainment. Oh, Mr. Entertainment Chuck Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. E Chuck for Entertainment. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yeah, and we actually have like a short video of that. Ooh, Okay. Shall we? I'm sorry, okay. Ah! Thank you, thank you. It's great to be here with you to celebrate these amazing birthday stars. Now, for those of you who don't know, when you celebrate your birthday at Chuck E. Cheese's, you are the star of the show. In fact, on the So for those of you, pause it for me. So for those of you listening at home, it was difficult to hear anything. Uh, if you're not watching on the YouTube, a small black child is dancing in front of Chuck E. Cheese begging just begging for a hug from Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, he is acting as if she is a chair, more or less. 
not doing anything, just standing right in front of her. Does he do any motions? I'm having a hard time seeing from my distance. Explain to me, does he do anything no, in he particular? Kind of, he kind of just turns around. And he just kind of goes like, yeesh, and turns like around. she's not there, yeah. And so Chuck E. Cheese is in trouble at this point. Well, he's now put himself on the list of he's possibly on the list. racist yes. mascot. And you can tell that it's starting to affect mascots because then a video came out of jesse and woody from toy story no jesse almost walks away in toy stories like you better get back there oh my god jesse yeah so it's basically like a i'm guessing a parade at disney or universal or so or disney or something this seems like a sanctioned parade whereas the last one we saw not so much Mm -hmm. all right so there's woody and jesse is the girl from what toy story three i believe she's in two she comes in in okay So she runs over. Here's Jesse. Yay. Oh, is that her? Now she's finally like they acknowledging that. She's not going to get. She's good. She's not going to be canceled. And also she would never see. She went out of her way. So Jesse is we are on the good list. We're making two lists. You see A and B racist and not racist. Jesse from Toy Story. Not racist. So I just gathered um, just like a handful of different mascots. And I'm curious on whether or not you think in the future we will see them on, you know, the naughty or the nice list. Okay. Based off of what? Their reactions to black children in these videos? Um, it's just, it's like, there's no videos. It's just a picture. Okay. I just want to know your thoughts. All right, let's see. see it going. Pull it up. Here we have Barney. Now, I've seen Barney with many multicultural children. I think it was Demi Lovato was on Barney, or was it Selena Gomez, one of the two? Either way, both of Latina descent. And I've seen Barney hug them all. But Barney, I th- feel like Barney is quotas do you ever notice there's always just one black kid with barney there's never two maybe nowadays but when i was a kid there was always just one black kid never two maybe like i said latina children are in there now more often was there an asian in barbie i think there was i think barney was pretty multicultural i think barney's going to skate by i don't even know if barney's on the air anymore is he I don't think so. They took Barney off the... Of all the children's things that have lasted generations upon generations, Barney doesn't seem to have made the cut. There will be a whole swath of Gen Zs and beyond who don't know who Barney the dinosaur is. I love you. You love me. I love all races equally. They should change the words to the song if they're going to really kind of hammer it home. So what does it say there? Uh, it says that Barney was, uh, that reruns were aired on Sprout from 2005 <laughs> until 2015 and from December 17th, 2018 onward on Sprout's successor network, Universal Kids. <laughs> okay. So Barney's in, in fucking syndication, like I yeah. Love Lucy at this point. Oh, that sounds good. Who else do we have on the list? Is this Blue's Clues? Yes. Oh, Blue's Clues. I don't think Blue's Clues gets out much. You know, he lives in his house. He's finding all the clues. And uh, he's with, uh, who is the first guy? Steve. And then they got rid of him and they got Stu or something like that. Remember? Yeah. Wasn't one Joey or was that? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember the second guy's name, but the first guy got shafted. And he like comes out recently and talks about it. He's like, I was, uh, you know, I started getting facial hair and I was balding. And they were like, we can't have 
Steve Balding. I'm sorry. So we're going to have to move on. <laughs> and then people, there were children who were like traumatized when they switched it. They're like, what happened to Steve? Oh my God. It was like jarring for a lot of children. I think, uh, I think that Blue's Clues is probably uh, not racist. You know, he's just a dog. Although there's been many, have you ever seen a person who owns a dog who puts their racism on the dog? Sure. I've seen it many a time where it's like the dog will bark and they, and I'm I, this is neighbors of mine that I've had back in back in Buffalo, New York. Uh, when dog would bark, you know, and the neighbor would be like, oh, it's because black people are walking across the street. And you're like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's what he does. That's like, on the human. You're like, that's yeah, that's exactly. It's like that's what he, I think he barks when anybody goes across the street. You just take notice <laughs> when it's a black person. And you're like, they're like, no, no, no. He only barks, and you're like, well, that's that's odd. Did you teach him that or what? <laughs> like, what kind of fucking... I can't tell you. There's like two or three people in my life that have done that, and they're not in my life. They're just neighbors or what have you, you know? Then you get to know who's living around you. You're like, oh, God, where do I live? I lived in North Tonawanda, New York, and it was like, rawr, 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 rawr. And they're like, there's black people coming. And you're like, what? That's your sign? The dog, it's like, what is the dog, a German shepherd? No, it's just a regular whatever. So I think Blue will be all right unless, uh, unless you know, the new guy came in and was like, only bark at black people. Next up, who do we got? Keep it going. Are you familiar with these two? Who is that? They look like fruit. <laughs> this is uh, Bob the Tomato and Larry the Cucumber from VeggieTales. I don't know. Now, you have to tell me a little bit about VeggieTales. They were beyond my times. Was this a Michelle Obama initiative uh, to get children to eat healthier? I believe this is a Christian CGI animated series of straight-to-DVD movies. How can it be Christian when the Christians hate Michelle Obama and everything she's done to lunch foods? I don't think these have anything to do with Michelle Obama. I know, but I thought just as a principle they hated vegetables. Maybe they're trying to reclaim vegetables from Michelle Obama. Maybe, it, was it a Christian show that came out on Fridays during Lent? Possibly. Can't eat meat during Lent. Veggie tales. Christ will send you to hell if you don't eat meat, or if you do eat meat. So, I don't know anything about, uh, if it's Christian, I'm going to lean towards, they might be racist. I'm just saying, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Christianity, racism. Now, if there was a watermelon veggie tale, we would be, we would say that was pretty racist, you know? Now, the, the, if they made one, they were like, this is to represent, and you're like, wait, what? You know, because they're not people, but they're, they're vegetables. But everything has to have inclusion now. So they, if they went off their, uh, if they went on to the realm of, we need a watermelon uh, vegetable to represent the black community, I would be like, yeah, VeggieTales, totally racist. But otherwise, I think it's just uh, trying to get kids to eat healthy. Although, would you, here's the thing that's fucked up about that. Is it a good way to get kids to eat healthy to make the vegetables sentient you know what i mean like isn't that going to deter kids from eating vegetables at the end of the day to make them cute and have voices and eyes and shit it doesn't deter them to make cute pigs and cows and no but it, but that's true chickens. i uh i i and i don't know that i think there are children though who then end up like not wanting to eat those things because of that you know like babe or what have you but uh I don't know, like, what if they're like, eat your vegetables, kids, and then, like, the tomatoes, like, eat me, eat me. That's a little fucking weird. I don't know if that's just, it seems counterproductive to me. Who's next on the list? I'm sorry to go on that. Now, he's dead now, but back in the day. Is that Teddy Ruxpin? That is the planter's <laughs> pe- <laughs> I can't. 
I can't see. <laughs> My eyes are getting worse and worse, folks. Josh is. Uh, that would be uh, the planter's peanut, though. No, Mr. The peanut. The, Mr. The, peanut. Mr. Peanut, okay. He's back, though. Mr. Peanut he's back. has been resurrected. He's 100% racist, Mr. <laughs> peanut. He's got a monocle, <laughs> first of all. You can't have a monocle and not be racist, you know? Mr. Uh, Peanut lets a black guy park his car, but he doesn't let one in his house. That's for sure. But Rob just spats. Yeah, Rob just said he was resurrected, though. So do you think that he did will he come, come back what, non-racist? Well, did they make him the same sort of like slave owner type looking guy that they used to make him? Or does he look different? Now is he all like hipped up? Does he got like a sideways hat and like... He looks pretty much the exact same. Oh, it's not like Scenester, Mr. I'm, Pizza? I'm sure there's some, or Mr. Peanut. there's some peanut heads out there who are going to check me on that and say, actually, there are six key differences between the resurrected Mr. Peanut, but I'm going to say that he looks pretty much exactly the same. It'd be me. cool if Mr. Peanut had some skinny jeans and, you know, was uh, hip like the kids, but, you know, he's doing TikTok dances and shit if he came back. But, uh, yeah, the old Mr. Peanut, 100% racist, and he's a peanut, so, you know, I feel like that has something to do with it, too, like... I don't know, George Washington Carver. I'm just, you know, I'm linking things together in my Adderall brain right now. So I don't, I, I think Mr. Peanut is probably the most racist one we've seen so far out of all of them. Class issues too. A lot of class issues with Mr. Peanut. They had to church him up. You know what I mean? They made him look all rich and shit. Oh, is this the giant ball sack? I, I have a Photoshop of me as this mascot. I tried to get this suit, the giant ball sack. What was this? It was for testicular cancer, if I recall. I remember when this happened. Yeah, this is Senor Testaculo. Senor Testaculos. He is not, not racist, although we do need, it would be a much larger costume, but we need a black version of Senor Testaculos. This is, a, I guess this is a a Latino ball sack. It's not, uh, since it is got the Senor label. Yeah, I do believe it's actually from Brazil. He's like a mascot from Brazil. I would love to see all the different races' balls represented for testicular cancer. I'm not saying it's racist. I'm just saying it's uh, myopic at the end of the day. We do need we need a giant big black ball sack. We need a small little Asian one. We need all of them, you know, a circumcised one, a non-circumcised. There's no penis on the balls. That's what always jarred me about it. They're just balls by themselves. Where is your penis, sir? That's what I would ask, Senor Testaculos. Uh, Donde esta el penis, Senor? You know, who else do we have? Was he was he the the last one? I can't. Uh, see. Last one here. Ooh, here we go. Oh, the hamburger helper hand. Now he is in a glove. This is very minstrel of a of a glove. Why did they make a minstrel glove out of ham hamburger helper? I don't know. I don't understand why the hand is the mascot for Hamburger Helper. Is that supposed to be like a helping hand? And they wanted to maybe, maybe they wanted to make it not racist. So they were like, let's just put a glove on it. It's very jazz handsy, you know? He's got that big red nose, though. A hand with eyes and subsequent hands. Like his pinky and his thumb are also his hands. Like if he was going to hug you, he would hug you with the two outside fingers. He's doing almost a like reverse nanu nanu sort of thing here. Very odd mask. Mascots are fucking weird, you know? I thought the best, and perhaps uh, people will have theories on if this one's racist or not, but the, the mascot Bert had of himself at uh, fucking, uh, what was it called? Um, 
fully loaded festival. I keep I keep calling, wanting to call it Bert Fest. That's what he should have called it. I feel like like Oz Fest. But the mascot that Bert made of himself is fucking hilarious. And just to have that walking around is so funny. Could you imagine every you know remember that whole like. Uh, joke thing of the meme of bird is racist imagine if the mascot that bert had out there said no to t- hugging black people <laughs> it would really string that along but there it is with dave attell that is so funny why could they not just give it like a normal mouth though? well it's because it's bert doing the like oh you know oh. what i mean like it's it's like from the uh they, they tried to capture his essence in that way and i think they did you know because when it's going around and it's got its belly and shit i think it's perfect they many people thought it had like a a fuck hole for a mouth but at the end of the day i think it's it's more about uh him just being like ooh, you know like being excited and i think it captured everything there so that's interesting I think if the lips were more pursed yeah it would you look know, more I mean, like a new this looks this definitely looks like a fuck hole to me. i think it's funny because this probably cost like twenty thousand dollars sure you know so i mean like we just looked at a bunch of real mascots that are like on television and they don't make any fucking sense. So this one, you know, why would it? I think it was hilarious and perfectly done. Kirsten, why why did you remove my son, the king cake baby? Oh, I didn't know how many we wanted to go through and I didn't know if that one's a little too abstract. That um, is also oh, just... Oh, I would like to see it. What is it? King cake baby? King cake baby. Yeah, this you know is the my adult mascot. son. I don't know this. What is king cake? King cake is a, uh, a delicious Mardi Gras treat oh. that people from New Orleans enjoy. And they're, this is king cake, baby. This is 100% racist. <laughs> what is it doing? Oh, it's just a baby. Have you ever had king cake? Never in my life. I don't eat snacks that are like Lay's potato chips. I'm not eating a king cake, I don't think. Oh, okay. Well... King cake is kind of like a cinnamon roll in a big ring, and you you eat it uh, in the lead up to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. And so the Pelicans have uh, King Cake Baby is the uh, oh. is the mascot because uh, when you eat King Cake, there is a a little now it's plastic used to be real uh, used to be know, a real baby used, yeah. to be, used to be a real baby <laughs> inside now it's a little plastic cake. baby uh, that you hide inside of the King Cake, and if you get the piece. Uh, that has the baby inside of it, then you are responsible for the next king cake party. I see. I do now that you're saying it. I remember stories of the baby inside the cake, and people have to bake the cake with the baby in it. And yes, it used. I mean, it it's plastic. What did it really used to be? What what material? Because I mean, that just seems like it's it also glass. Glass. Oh, that seems safe. Yeah, yeah, super safe. All of it seems super so safe. safe. It would be funny if there was like uh, traditionally uh, they did used to put real babies inside of it. This was a archaic form of abortion back in uh, the 1910s where they would take the fetus from the woman and put it inside the king. And if you got it, you had to host the next king cake party. So you'd get pregnant and then abort that fetus as well and put it inside the king cake. It would be wild if that was a legend. What is this? Pictures of these. Are, this is just actual king cake. This oh, is, I'm sorry. We have to get a bigger TV. I feel like. This is, the or best. I have to fix my eyes. I have to fix my. We'll move it. We'll move it closer. My silly It'll eyes. Yeah, okay. we have to put it right here. <laughs> Eventually, but uh, you know something interesting, and uh, obviously most of you out there know Josh Potter Show at gmail.com is where you could submit anything, whether it be a racist mascot, whether it be a news article, a video, anything of the sort, or if you just want to say hello. But um, our buddy Fart Simpson. I got together with him a few months ago and got went to his studio and just recorded a bunch of nonsense. I don't even remember what 
it was all about. But Fart Simpson has made a prank call for us. And uh, I have not heard it. I have not even given it one listen. He wanted my initial reaction to be here on the program. So I wanted to play it for all of you. Of course, if you don't know, Fart Simpson has done many prank calls for your mom's house. He's done prank calls for uh, uh, Brendan Walsh's podcast, uh, the World Record podcast. So let's hear what he did with all of the things that I set into a microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me pause it for a second. Can we start it from the beginning? Let me give a little context behind it, first of all. So what he told me was that um, I was going to fuck with a person in Boston, which I love because obviously I hate the Patriots and uh, obviously I'm a Bills fan. So fucking with people in Boston and making them mad is something exciting. So I do remember that being the context. I wanted you to know that going in. Here we go. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it seems our car is very stuck. Where, where, where are you? Uh, I don't know where we are. I, I, you know, I drove up here from the city, you know, the real city, New York, and we got at a flea market a bunch of Patriots merchandise, and we decided to stack it all up and run it over. How come you guys are so mad? How come you guys are so mad that we win everything over there? Why do you like the Patriots so much? I don't know, because they're the best fucking team there is. Yeah, that's why I hate you. If you want to do that piece of shit, I'll probably help you out, you know what I mean? Just get, like, some masshole dipshit out here to tow my car. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Oh, thanks so much. I, I thought all Boston people were dildos, but you've been pretty cool. Yeah, give me the address. Hey, can you uh, make it kind of quick? Do you think? Because me and my buddies are trying to get over to that uh, Cheers bar. I want to. I want to just go in there and take a shit. You know? They closed it a long time ago, man. No. Unfortunately, they sold all the bricks from the building. No, I don't think so. Yeah, mostly New Yorkers bought the fucking. I'm curious. They did. They closed it. They really did. No, I don't think so. Cheers is Cheers is definitely closed, man. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they really did close it, man. Imagine that. Uh-huh. You people have ruined my life for 20 years. Of course, they're the best, man. <clears throat> <clears throat> I know this might be hard to believe, but I really am busy, man. Yeah. All right. We'll see you then, pal. But yeah, I'll send them. I'll send, that, I'll send them right now. I'll send the tow truck over there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, boy, this is a bullshit call, huh? Yeah. Go Bills. <laughs> that was crazy that was like because when i went into it i mean obviously and i don't know i mean I, i've never seen the behind the scenes of a fart simpson call like that before but he said like you know call up a t we're gonna call a tow truck company and say that you fucked up a bunch of patriot stuff and i just said a bunch of random lines for like a half hour and look at that i mean that was like a the guy really thought he was having a conversation with me that's unbelievable thank you fart simpson for sending that bad boy in and uh, making a whole fucking video for it that was incredible so we'll put i mean obviously i'm going to post that separately on instagram or what have you but unbelievable stuff thank you so much i wish that they uh i wish that he put in i was talking about how i destroyed all kinds of various patriots merchandise and uh, i i had some real random names that i was bringing up like scott zolik and fucking adam vinatieri and shit like that it was uh so thank you, Fart Simpson, for that, my friend. 
Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by Freeze Pipe. And boy, oh boy, it's getting hot out there. It's been a heat wave all over the United States. And no matter how hot it gets out there, you can keep your bong nice and frigid. Ice cold, baby. Just freeze it, pack it, and rip it with Freeze Pipe. I mean, when you hit it, the hot smoke passes through the frozen piece all the way down into the bottom of it, into its gullet, cooling it down. And then when you inhale the smoke, oh, it's like a breath of fresh air, my friend. Your smoke's so cold. I mean, you're calling yourself Chili Willy over here. I mean, I freaking, I can take a bong rip like uh, like a movie. Like I'm in a movie, for God's sake. Freeze Pipe is non-toxic, freezes faster than water, and stays frozen longer. Freeze Pipe cools down the smoke by hundreds of degrees. And Freeze Pipe is taking care of all my little roaches out there. Just go to thefreezepipe.com. That's thefreezepipe.com. Use code Josh Potter to save 10% off your first order. Get yourself a new bong, pipe, or bubbler today. That's thefreezepipe.com. T-H-E, freezepipe.com, code Josh Potter, and you're going to save yourself 10%. Freeze pipe, keeping it cool while you're high as a kite. Today's Josh Potter show is also brought to us by HelloFresh. Boy, oh boy, if you know me, you know I hate doing just about anything inconvenient. The grocery store I find to be wildly inconvenient. I can't stand going there because I'll always forget something or I'll buy too much of something. It's better for me if I just stick with HelloFresh. I'm talking pre-proportioned ingredients. They know the recipes and I get to just choose from them and then boom, they come to my door and they have easy instructions as to how to prepare and cook them and it takes no time at all. I look like a freaking chef when I get HelloFresh delivered to my house. I look like a big deal. I mean, hell, are you heading out for one last vacation? Update your delivery address and you can enjoy HelloFresh at your vacation destination. They're helping people out all over the place say you uh you know you got a airbnb someplace and you're like oh no our hello fresh is gonna come here and it's gonna sit on my porch all week no they're gonna send it right to wherever the heck you want them to send it to and once we get back into the fall season things are gonna get busy and weeknights can be made so much easier with the help of HelloFresh. They've got so many seasonal recipes up there too, and they're always changing them up, mixing them up, so that uh, they have a a new variety all of the time. So go to HelloFresh.com right now, HelloFresh.com slash JoshPotter16, and you can use code JoshPotter16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes, and they're going to hook you up with three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash JoshPotter16. Use code JoshPotter16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. It's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Now let's continue with a couple of news stories before we get out of here real quick. I have a whole bunch that were sent into Josh Potter show at Gmail. Com. This one was sent to me by multiple people. Uh, this involves Game of Thrones. Do you like Game of Thrones? Did you guys watch it? I watched it, yeah. Were you as obsessed with it as the world was? I was really into it until the end. I think that goes for most people yeah. uh, in society. Everyone pretty much into it until the end. It was pretty much a letdown. I don't see when a show gets so popular, it's almost impossible to end it frankly that's true you know i think every single show aside from like mash i remember mash i don't know why as a child i was very very young mash went off the air and my dad crying you know like it was like a moving moment like mash was a comedy show but then the end was like serious 
And then famously, like Saint Elsewhere, never watched it. It had Mr. Feeney in it. But everyone brings this up as terrible endings, you know, because St. Elsewhere was supposed to be like kind of like ER. It was a drama in a hospital. And then they made the final episode where it was just an autistic kid looking at a snow globe of the hospital. Timmy Westfall. Was that the name of the kid? Tom, Tommy Westfall? Tommy Westfall. Did you watch that show? No, but I'm familiar with the Westfall uh, multiverse. Oh, my God. So they've made they've done other things with this well, kid? There were there were characters in St. Elsewhere that were in other TV shows. There were sort of crossovers. And so if you go out sort of web-like from the shows that cross over with that one and the shows that cross over with that one, et cetera, you get like the X-Files and Homicide Life on the Street and Simpsons and all kinds of different shows. All from some autistic kid snow globe. Can you believe it, folks? So, yeah, I mean, that one is just something that I remember people talking about so when it came to game of thrones i wasn't expecting much i'm not gonna lie and when it ended i was kind of like well yeah that's kind of par for the course i can't think of one show that's ended maybe breaking bad but even that people will always poke holes in the ending of a program but people were obsessed with it six feet under is a good one it's a good one okay good ending have to i haven't i have not uh watched that i'll have to check that out and judge for myself but people very obsessed with game of thrones throughout the time and i don't know i mean uh it does it have the lore of cosplay? Is, are people going to conventions still for Game of Thrones? I know that they were, you know, as I think we talked about Comic Con, Rob, that mm-hmm. it was like, you know, it used to be just strictly comic book type stuff and, you know, maybe Lord of the Rings, but are people going to Comic Con still Game of Thrones stuff or is it Jump the Shark? I think people are a little bit. It's obviously much less than it was at the height of the Game of Thrones hype. Although now with uh, the new Game of Thrones TV show coming out, maybe people are going to get back into it. Well, interestingly enough, these two, uh, there was a couple caught having sex on one of the uh, sites of Game of Thrones. Now, I don't know what this site is. It, it was It's in Croatia. Evidently, they filmed there. Uh, but uh, many fans, and probably those two uh, by this point, know that it was the setting for King's Landing, evidently. Uh, the streets of King's Landing are famously where Cersei was forced to walk nude in front of the jeering crowd while the Septa rang the bell and yelled, shame. So, yeah, remember the scene where she was naked and they're like, shame, shame. And she they threw feces at her and all that kind of stuff. This That apparently turned these two on so much they were like, we got to fuck there. So it's not clear if these two were fans of Game of Thrones who chose the spot specifically because of Game of Thrones. Uh, but there were definitely two people fucking on that Uh, area and they were caught Uh, this isn't the first time that the city of Dubrovnik has faced some problems because of the Game of Thrones situation as it became a major tourist destination in fact back in 2017 so many tourists were arriving uh, that it was causing literal damage to the historic city and the mayor wanted to cap the number of tourists per day so I mean obviously yeah they're not all of them were out there fucking. Some of them were probably like, check this out. They're, you know, at the uh, at the uh, Parthenon in Greece, you can't even take a rock from the ground and put it in your pocket. That's considered like a felony or something there. So I'd imagine it was getting that way with these Game of Thrones people chiseling things off of historic buildings, buildings that have been there since before, you know, America has even existed. And you got someone from Idaho going over there and being like, I need a piece of this Game of Thrones thing here. And they're like chiseling off parts of buildings. Well, I'm actually, I think we should all go fuck there more. I think that's how to pay homage to many great sets. You know, they have the uh, Breaking Bad house in Albuquerque where they threw the pizza on the roof. 
evidently people were going and throwing pizzas onto the roof of that house, the the Breaking Bad house, like constantly. It was became like an issue. I think we just need to scratch that. Just go fuck on the roof of the house. Let's get it going. So I thought that was interesting. I, I think I encourage this activity. Go if you're going to make a trip uh, this winter, make sure it's to uh, Dubrovnik, Croatia, and make sure you fuck at the Game of Thrones site. And then you can, you know, bukaki your wife, be like, shame, shame. You get to reenact the whole thing. That'd be fun. Maybe you go fuck your sister, like in Game of Thrones too. I don't fucking know. Next up, uh, this is interesting because I have been ghosted and it hurt my feelings quite a bit. I don't know if uh, you've been ghosted out there or if you've been a ghoster or a ghosty. As the ghosty, the ghosted, if you will, it hurt. I had a girl and... I mean, this way everyone's like, oh, were you catfished? I could provide receipts. I could provide detailed videos because I thought I was getting catfished too. You know, when you're in this sort of uh, DM racket as I was enthralled in in the time I was in, uh, entangled in at the time, I had a woman, you know, sending me videos, sending me. I'm like, this could be her or it could be somebody else. But there was too many for them to not be her. And they were too, like, specific to not be her. So when push came to shove and I was in her city to perform, uh, we were slated to meet up one evening and she just didn't show. And then when I went to say, oh, you're running late or whatever, blocked on everything. So I go, I'm like, well, what's going on here? What I've deduced is, and I kind of had an inkling judging by her profile and I asked her about it. I think she had a boyfriend and Again, I thought this when I was, and I asked about it. I go, do you have a boyfriend by chance? She's like, no, it's just a fling or whatever. And I think what happened was she got caught by the boyfriend. And uh, one can only hope that the boyfriend really took it out on her then, you know, because she didn't show up. <laughs> no, I'm just, obviously, I'm kidding. But no, I hope she's safe. But she didn't show up and it was like jarring. It like made me upset. I would not have done a show in this city if I, <laughs> if I didn't have this like rendezvous set up. So I think ghosting is a, is, a, is a terrible thing. I don't think anyone should do it. I think you should be upfront about the reasons why you don't want to see a person anymore or why you want to cut this person out of your life. If you want to block them beyond that, that's your prerogative but i think you should give a bit of an explanation well another country kind of agrees with me it's not here in the united states uh but elsewhere according to this report in the philippines ghosting is perhaps going to be known as a federal offense soon the ambiguity of ghosting is that there is no real closure between the parties concerned and as such it can be likened to a form of emotional cruelty and should be punished as an emotional offense because of the trauma it causes in the ghosted party and i like i said i was like uh i didn't necessarily even really give a shit about this lady until after she ghosted me that I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, I was distraught over it. And I'm sure any of you out there who have been ghosted probably felt the same way. We can impose a penalty of community service for offenders to realize the ghosting is not right, said the person trying to make this happen, claiming ghosting can also affect a worker's productivity. Yeah, because you're sitting there and you're wondering, what did I do wrong? Is my penis too small? Anything. I don't know. Anything, any concern under the sun you could have. You start questioning everything about your life. What's a, do I need to change my credit score? What's, what's happening? It is a calculated move to make uh, him popular and be part of the public conversation. This is an opposing viewpoint, saying that the political party trying to do this is just trying to get 
I don't know that that's going to make somebody more popular. I think it's the popular people doing the ghosting. It's fucking losers like me who are getting ghosted. So it's not exactly a popular sort of stance, I wouldn't think. But I think we should bring that to the United States. I haven't heard one person speak about that. They're saying Biden is one of the most uh, legislative presidents we've had. I haven't seen shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think if he did this ghosting thing, maybe I'll get on board with uh, another round of uh, old sleepy ass Joe here. Next up is a story that was sent in from Lolo, who is from my hometown of Buffalo, New York. And this one, I'm going to, I sent it off to our buddy Nadav because he, when he lived in Los Angeles, big Wingstop guy, big time, talked about getting Wingstop all the time. And uh, so a TikToker says that while he was in Wingstop, two employees were fucking in the back of the restaurant. Liam this gentleman posted a TikTok on July 20th showing a Wingstop restaurant. Two slapping sounds are heard. Sounds like the Sandusky thing when uh, old McCaskey or whatever the hell his name was was like, I went into the showers and I heard slapping noises. And he went and told Joe Paterno about it. And Joe Paterno's like, ah, who cares? Oh, nah, they fucking at the Wingstop. Liam wrote in the video's overlay text. I wonder if it had any of the the voices, like the robot lady or... Do you see that new voice they have where it's like a mechanic guy where he's like, they're fucking at the wing stop. That's like the new TikTok voice that they put on over it. In response to a comment about whether or not Liam's video was a joke, he confirmed that it's not, but also that he had no idea what the employees were really doing. Many commenters made dirty jokes while Wingstop's menu items being af- uh, affected by employees allegedly having sex near them. Why my wings a little more salty? One person wrote. That's why ranch is so damn good, says another person. Plus, one identified himself as a former Wingstop employee and confirmed Liam's video. I can confirm this happens there. Why? What is going on at Wingstop as opposed to other fast food restaurants where people are fucking? And if so, go in the cooler. Go someplace like, you know, the broom closet or something like that. We don't have this TikTok by chance, do we, where we can make a judgment Page for ourselves? Page not available. Yeah, it was probably taken down by this point. Uh, Liam posted a follow-up video saying that after ordering from Wingstop again, the guy went back after this. He was like, they, they were fucking in there. I better go back in there. Probably wanted to get a little glimpse of the action. He considers his food to be a little suspicious the second time around. Oh, that's just, that's the placebo effect, you know? You're going to go to a restaurant where you watch people fuck. You're going to always question from then on, is there jizz in my food? I mean, I question that half the time anyways, you know? You should you should question that literally every place you go. If you start doing that, you're never going to eat again, right. you know? You just got to become accustomed to the fact that the human body probably ingests foreign jizz a bunch of times during the course of its lifespan. That's what I'm saying. You just got to get over it. You yeah. just got to recognize that, you know, sometimes you're going to eat some jizz. Sometimes you're going to just eat some jizz. And this is a form of semen terrorism. You know, it's some a form of semen terrorism that flies under the radar and that uh, we have to accept in life because we're not going to be able to stop all of it. We if have you to just eat it, then the terrorists don't win. That's the way I would look at it. If you just, well, that's true. Yes. We can't let it affect. It's just like uh, regular terrorism. We can't let it affect our lifestyle. We have to just forge ahead. And if, you know, if we don't end up going to uh, crowded areas or festivals or things like that, the terrorists win. If we don't eat Wingstop because we fear jizz is in the ranch dressing, 
the semen terrorists have won. And that's a great message to close things out on for today. Don't let the semen terrorists win. Live your life. Ingest all of it, all the ranch that you can, all the blue cheese that you can. Blue cheese is one where uh, I don't eat a lot of ranch dressing because I don't particularly enjoy the smell. I'm a blue cheese guy. Being from Buffalo, it's sacrilege for me to even put ranch to my lips. But blue cheese is one where jizz could be inside of it. And uh, I feel like the blue cheese would just conquer the jizz. You know what I mean? The flavor is so strong. The smell is strong enough. Blue cheese would overcome the jizz. And uh, that's why I'm going to be a proponent of blue cheese as opposed to ranch dressing, just like Joey Diaz, of course. Being from Buffalo, I have to. It's in my blood. And uh, yeah, don't let the semen terrorists win. Eat blue cheese. If you like ranch, eat that as well. I have friends that avoid all white foods. Do you notice that? Do you have anyone like that in your life? They avoid all white sauces because it makes them think of jizz. Yeah, I worked with a guy at Pizza Hut who was that way. Those people are- I mean, at Papa John's, Jesus. Those people are the most closeted gay people in the history of time, right? (laughs) That's a a confirmation. It's a personal issue. Yeah, they're so bothered by the idea of perhaps it looks like jizz that they can't put it to their lips. It's like, get over yourself, you fucking queef. Uh, But nevertheless, folks, thank you so much for once again joining us here on The Josh Potter Show. I want to let you know again, Chicago, this weekend, five whole shows. I cannot wait to be there. I can't wait to do five freaking shows for you all in one weekend. It's going to be the best, all at Zanies. And, of course, uh, you can get tickets up at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram, at J underscore Potter on Twitter. And uh, there you'll find tickets, by the way, for uh, Philadelphia, August 25th. Going to be at the Ontario Improv here in Southern California, September 14th. That's exciting as well. And you'll find links to everything else, to Twitch, to Patreon, to anything you could feast your eyes upon and get all the Roach content that you want. Other than that, friends, we will see you next Tuesday right here on The Josh Potter Show.